This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is Moving On. Yes. Also on the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news. A girl uses Tinder to catch a LaCroix. LaCroix. However you say it. I still don't know. But I drink it all the time. Nobody knows. And how to make a long-distance relationship work. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including a listener whose best friend won't let her move on from her ex and another listener who misses her ex's dog. But first, Angela, what's going on in your week? So I'm wondering, I want to get your opinion on something. Okay. Are you good at keeping secrets from Nick? Specifically, like, no. Instant, so if somebody said to you, I'm going to tell you something, but don't tell Nick, you'd um, prob- would you tell Nick? My my girlfriend just told me a secret recently, and she's like, you can't tell anyone. I was like, I won't even tell Nick, and I haven't told him. Do you think you will? No. Really? I don't really tell him, like, if my friends are doing, like, things that they don't want anyone to know because they don't want anyone else to judge them. And but they know that I won't judge them because I'm a pretty uh-huh. non-judgmental person. I like to think. Right. I I usually I won't tell Nick because I don't want him to judge my friends. Even though he's you know because I want him to like all my friends. I want so really it just like benefits you keeping. Yeah, I want him to think they're like, all like perfect people. Yeah, I get that. I do get that. So I guess it depends on the secret. I would say, but also, Nick is such a trusting person. I know that if I tell him something, it truly just stays with him. Okay. Because he forgets to tell me shit all the time. And you or doesn't on tell me stuff. an important thing, like, an important factor in why I'm really bad at keeping secrets from Ian is that I, similarly, I trust him to himself not tell anybody. So it's kind of like... It's like you don't even... If I tell Nick something, it's like I might as well have not told anyone. Yeah. It's just like an extension of my brain, kind exactly. of. Exactly. You know? It just bounces. And he kind of does the same thing with me. Like yeah. there have been things that people told him secretly. People are never gonna if anybody listens to the podcast, nobody's ever gonna tell me a secret again. But No, but I feel like I feel like, yeah, when you're married or engaged, it just it truly especially if you're with a trusting person, it it does. It just stays with them. It's like if you tell me something, you kind of just should just like kind of assume that it's Right. Like, well, no, unless you specifically say don't tell Nick. Then I usually won't. <laughs> I like I feel like when I have a friend that I tell a secret to I mean, I'll do the obligatory, like, don't tell your husband or don't tell your boyfriend. But deep down, I know how people work. I know that their significant other is going to know. So if I don't trust the significant other, I probably won't tell the friend. That's smart. But if I do, I will tell them. Also, Nick so, doesn't care right. <laughs> like about a lot of stuff. So even if I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to tell Nick. Nick is just like, I'll tell him like something I think is super juicy. And he'll be like, yeah. And I'll be like, you're not even fun to tell secrets to. He's not like a girlfriend that I get to gossip with. He's like, yeah, whatever. See, I'm like, you're no fun. Is Ian a good gossiper? Ian is a yenta. He would deny it if he was here, but because like he'll he'll kind of judge me if I'm gossiping with friends. But then my friends will leave, and he'll be like, so 
what's going on with that situation? Really? Oh, yeah. I wish Nick was like more of a fun gossiper because I used to work at gossip magazines. So it is now <laughs> in your blood. In my blood. It's so fun to gossip. I can't help it. Okay, great. Well, this conversation was just to absolve me of telling. Of what did you tell Nick? Share with what my boyfriend. You mean Ian? What did I say? Nick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, see, that would be a betrayal if I told Nick something. Right, right, right. But, but what, what did you tell Ian well, like, that you weren't supposed to? Every now and then my mom will like call me and tell me some ridiculous story about somebody that Ian doesn't even know. And she'll, and she'll say, be don't, like, tell- don't tell Ian. <laughs> what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to tell Ian. But I, I, 2019, one of my resolutions is to work on if I say I won't say anything, don't. But sometimes I just use my own kind of rules. I have like my own moral compass. And I'm like, it's okay. It's okay to tell this particular secret. Yeah. I think it's case by case. I have – this week I have a similar kind of just like life question that I want to know from you. All right. When you get your hair done. Okay. Do you feel an obligation to have to talk to the hairstylist the whole time? This is like – one okay. of the most anxiety-inducing things in my life. I okay. would get more haircuts if it wasn't for this question. So I went to get my hair done yesterday. It looks good, doesn't it? It does. I got great. some new highlights. Very shiny. And I love my hairstylist. I've told one of her dating stories on this podcast before. She like broke up with her long-term boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. So you know that day that she was telling me that story it was very juicy and I was like, Oh my God, like, tell me everything. Like, you've been with him for 10 years. Now you're breaking up. You're moving out, but you still have to live together. Like, what's going on? But then, you know, some days I really want to catch up on reading a magazine. Yes. Or I have a book I'm really into. And this is my me time, especially now that I have a baby. Like, I never have time to read unless I, until I put him to sleep at like 8, 8 30, and then I go to sleep at 11. So I have like, two and a half hours to myself or with Nick or like to catch up on shows. That time goes by so fast. I, so yesterday I go to get my hair done. I brought like three New Yorker magazines because I'm like six issues behind in my New Yorker. That's a long haircut. Yeah. <laughs> well, I knew I wasn't going to read them all, but I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna bring them. I'm going to make a game time decision of which one to start on. So like I say, oh, hello. Like, how are you doing? She's like, how's the baby? I'm like, it's fine. And I, and I like, I felt like I, when someone says like, how are you? You're supposed to say, and how are you? Right. And I was like, Fuck, I don't even want to know. <laughs> well, like I do want to, she's really nice. And I say right. hi to her. It's like, you don't want to invest in the further conversation. I didn't want to like even go happen. there with like, like, who are you dating? Blah, blah, blah. Cause that's what we usually talk about right. is like her latest dates and what she's been up to. And, and I did want to know because she's got great stories but more than I wanted to know I wanted my like quiet me time for her to just put the foils in my hair and me catch up on my magazine and then I felt really rude and I felt like I was just like with a friend that I was just like ignoring and on my phone the whole time you uh-huh. know and and I felt like an asshole because I see her you know pretty frequently and, or, you know, the place is on my block. So sometimes I'll, I, you know, I don't get my hair done. I get every six, I get it done like every six weeks, but, but I'll see her. So I felt like really rude. Am I the yeah. asshole here to get my hair done and just like have my head in a book the whole time? Perhaps it's me trying to forgive my own bad behavior. But what I always tell myself is they probably, a lot of hairdressers talk all day. Sometimes maybe it's nice to have some quiet time with a client that doesn't want to talk. 
You think so? It's like two hours of someone just like not talking to you. And, you know, I feel like hair, to decide to be a hairdresser, you're probably a pretty, you know, chatty person. chatty person because that's like part of the appeal of the job is like you get, and you know, you get to talk, you get to like, you're, you're like part therapist, part hairstylist. Which is funny because if I could find a silent hairdresser, I would go to them for the rest of my life. I know, right? <laughs> and that is not me being like, a snob or unfriendly it's me having social anxiety and we're having like unbroken eye contact in the mirror for an hour or so and I can't handle it I can't <laughs> handle the stress so I felt like she was mad at me at the end and oh, I don't no. know if this is me projecting because she was perfectly nice but I was just like I think you you didn't have fun with me I want to be like a client you look forward to seeing and I think you were like okay bye now you know give me my tip uh I mean, you could do what I do and I just literally never see the same hairdresser more than once. Whenever there's like, you know, you book on the website and it says preferred hairdresser, I just do whoever. And that way... I can't do that. She would know. It would be so awkward because they say, who would you like to book with? And then they give you the names and it would be, it would just be awkward. It would be so awkward. But like the reason I do that is because once you start to see somebody on a regular basis, then you like build up a rapport and it's too late. It's weird. Like you said, it's weird if one day you just stop talking. But if I go to a different random person every time, maybe sometimes I talk, maybe sometimes I don't. I mean, that's weird. That's smart. And I usually do that like if I'm getting like my nails done or something. Yeah. But with this, it's, it's too, it's, I'm too deep in, Angela. Yeah, you're I am deep in. too deep in. I can't just change it up now unless I wanted to completely change places. And if I change places, I would do what you're saying to do because that's good advice. But this place is on my block. I literally have to leave two minutes before my appointment. I, I can't okay. give up the proximity. And I think like you're the kind of person that, that maybe next time you go in, you'll be chatty. It's like she'll, you'll, you're just getting her used now to like, Maybe sometimes you need a little mommy break. Like I know. I, I wish I could just explain, hey, I'm not trying to be rude. I just never get to read anymore, and I really just need some quiet me time. You could be like, oh, I have a migraine, or I don't feel well. Sorry if I'm not super chatty. Yeah, maybe I'll just say like, oh, sorry. I'm just uh, – I don't want to say I don't feel well because then she might be like, are you about to get me sick? <laughs> You feel like I'm menstruating. I'm menstruating. <laughs> Sorry, I'm menstruating. You'd be like, she's like, already? <laughs> yeah. You just had the baby. <laughs> and you'd be like, that's an invasive question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is, but. But um, I feel you. I think a lot of people struggle with this. Yeah. You're not alone. Well, on that note, we are going to take a quick sponsor break and then we're going to jump into what's in the news. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Adam and Eve. Free stuff is the best, but free stuff that will ignite your Valentine's Day is even better. Check this out. When you go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item, you'll get 50% off. That's amazing by itself, but here's where they load on the free stuff. When you enter our exclusive code at checkout, the code is SINGLE, S-I-N-G-L-E, not only do you get 50% off of that one item, but you'll also get 10 tantalizing free items. Now, Angela and I, we have a suggestion of what item that you should get. That would be the satisfier. The satisfier. It's our personal favorite, you know, sexy item. And it's great for the vibrator. whether you're by yourself, you're with a partner. Honestly, it's going to get the job done. It's pretty amazing. But Adam and Eve have so much other stuff. They've got, you know, they've got sexy clothes and lingerie and lube. And I honestly, like, 
they have legit anything you need for a night by yourself or a night with somebody. Yeah, it's perfect for Valentine's Day. So for the free items that you get, first of all, for your viewing pleasure, you're going to get six free sexy movies. You're, if you don't have plans on Valentine's Day, that will fill up your whole night. Next, there's a free mystery gift pack that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy, plus free shipping. Now, that's a lot of free Valentine's Day stuff. So head over to adamandeve.com and be sure to use offer code SINGLE. Again, that's S-I-N-G-L-E, SINGLE, because without it, there will be no free Valentine's Day stuff. And that would be a tragedy. That's SINGLE at adamandeve.com. What have you been reading about in the news? Okay, I was reading Bustle. I actually saw this story go viral on Twitter, and then I found a story about it. So it was this Tinder user match with a guy who's La- LaCroix? We're going to say LaCroix was stolen and then found the person who took it. So basically last month on Tinder, this user named Emily, who's 18 years old, she matched and messaged with somebody named Drew uh, who just randomly found a case of LaCroix on the sidewalk. Uh, do you want to role play their their interaction? Yes. Okay. I'll be Emily. His, I think his bio said like, loves La- LaCroix. She's like, yay, LaCroix rocks. I think you're being Drew, right? No. And then you're, you're the. You're going to – I oh. was Emily. You're Drew. Oh, I'm Drew. Wait, isn't Drew saying LaCroix rocks? It looks no, like... she was – She. Answered. Oh, sorry. I thought this picture – this picture is really small. I thought it was of a braid, but it's like two people. Okay, I can't even. I We're assuming he's handsome. We can't really see. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay, so she said, yay, LaCroix rocks. Yes, it's a very wholesome drink for such wholesome people as ourselves. Oh, Drew. Uh, she said, hee hee, word up. Coincidentally, I just found a rack of LaCroix on the sidewalk. Swear on my life, I kind of took it home. And she said, WTF, when does that ever happen? Never, Emily. That's super weird. So at the very same time, she was talking to a different guy named Raymond. And this is what how their conversation went down. She said, hi, with a smiley face. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. What about you? Pretty bad, actually. I left my drinks outside for like two minutes and someone stole them. Was it LaCroix? Uh, laughing my ass off. How'd you guess that? So, yeah, Emily solved the case. She was talking to these two dudes. This is nuts. Um, she wound up bringing them together. She let them both know. And then the two guys met up and they like shared a LaCroix together and sent her a video of them doing it. She has yet to meet up with either guy, but apparently they've become friends and even like went and got a drink together after everything went viral. This is hilarious. So LaCroix and Tinder. It's like the most millennial story ever. Where did she, where did she post this? Uh, she posted it on Twitter and it just started going viral. I forget how many times it got shared. Let me see. Do I have this it? This is so funny. I don't have it, but a lot. And uh, basically, yeah, now these two guys, um, they Cosmo interviewed them and they said they're friends, but they know that they can't let their bromance go too far because one day they're going to have to fight over Emily, which is very sweet. Oh, my God. They need to... Uh, do just like a all go on a big date together and then like Emily can choose like MTV style. I know. Remember when you would like you'd pick one person. It I don't, sounds I don't like even a know which reality show. Which show it is, but uh the LaCroix dating show. Yeah. So I really love this. She even oh, she started a poll on her Twitter for Team Raymond and Team Drew. The Raymond lost LaCroix, Drew was the LaCroix taker. 
Uh, I like the name Drew better. Uh-huh. But if I saw LaCroix outside, I would assume, okay, somebody's coming in for their groceries, which was the case. You don't right. just like take the LaCroix. Also, if someone leaves a whole thing of LaCroix, you'd probably think like, oh, there's something wrong with it. It's been tampered with, not safe to drink. Yeah. So Drew is both a thief and just kind of uh, gullible for, for taking potentially tampered with LaCroix. Yeah, exactly. So I think I'm team Raymond. It's like good boy versus bad boy. Yeah, exactly. Classic. Classic. Classic Hollywood movie in the making. Ooh, yes. Or at least Lifetime made for TV film. Yeah, exactly. Um, What have you been reading about? So I was reading The Cut from New York Magazine. This is an article by our girl Kari Ram uh, titled Five Tips for Making a Long-Distance Relationship Work. So she writes, if you're deciding whether or not a long-distance relationship is right for you and the person you're with, you might be wondering how often should you text and talk on the phone or visit each other, all these kinds of things. So she got a bunch of anonymous long-distance couples to share their advice and tips for making a long-distance relationship work. Nice. So I thought I'd read the five tips because people write in so much on this podcast about long-distance relationships. So here's some tips if you decide to go that route. Number one, they say share the boring things, which I don't know. I actually, I I find this interesting, but I'll, I'll tell you what they said. So one of the anonymous couples said, we would never leave one another without booking our next trip. We talked for hours every night on Messenger. We weren't on Facebook back then. We sent letters through the mail. We talked on the phone. We would arrange to watch the same movie and then discuss it later. I've always been a chronic texter. So anyone I was in a long distance relationship with also had to be one. I like communicating about random stuff throughout the day, like something funny I heard or sending a picture of something interesting I saw on a walk. That's even more important when you can't see the other person. So this I find interesting because the last part, which is like texting throughout the day, just like funny random things you see, is something I would maybe tell somebody not to do if they live in the same place because I say like- Or if you're early in a relationship. Definitely. If you're early in a relationship because you want, number one, mystery. Number two, you want to have things to talk about when you're going to see each other in person. But come to think of it, I do love this strategy for if you're long distance because saying like, oh my God, I saw this like hilarious- dog with like one large ball and one tiny ball like on the sidewalk here's a picture and like right. sending it to like someone I'm actually I would recommend sending that to someone to, to anyone to anyone <laughs> anyone at any point in a relationship but my point is if you see like a funny sign or whatever if you're in a long distance relationship like those common everyday things to laugh about together I think are even more important because yeah. you're not going to see them that night and you're not going to be able to like show them the picture of the sign you saw at dinner. You right. Know? It makes you feel like you're together. Exactly. Number two, don't forget to prioritize yourself. Uh, so one of the couples was a military couple for 13 years and wrote that, you know, they didn't have any control over whether they could see each other or if there was going to be like access to email or a phone. So they said, you can't put your life on hold in these circumstances. As important as it is to invest in your relationship while apart, you also have to invest in your own individual lives, which I completely think is great advice. So they say prioritize time with friends, family, hobbies, simple pleasures. That's actually good advice for any relationship, but it's particularly important for doing long distance. You have to create happiness for yourself because yeah, if anybody is, um, you know, burdened with being like the sole source of contentment, that that's like too much for somebody to, to bear, especially when you're long distance. It's like this person has a meeting and then, you know, the person far away is like freaking out saying, you know, 
then they you get you end up getting angry at small things because things get like you know lost in in a uh, translation and yeah it's also really easy to kind of fall into like a depression if you're just sitting home waiting for a phone call yes. rather than like going out and actually interacting with human beings yes i totally agree Okay, number three is get a little imaginative for dates. And this is a point that I love because it's actually something that I used to do with a guy that I was talking to in high school who lived far away. I had met him because he was the cousin of a guy I went to school with and he was visiting and we hit it off and like fell in love. And then we would write each other like handwritten letters and we would do one of these suggestions, which was they would choose a movie that they, they would either watch it individually and then talk about it or they would they would press play at the same time, which is what we did. So Aww. we would like be on speakerphone together and then be like, okay, one, two, three, play. And we'd push play and then we'd watch a movie together. So I like that. It was cute, right? And now you could even do it with like FaceTime so you can see their reaction to things. Exactly. Okay, number four is have a routine. So they say, so one of the couple says, we visited each other every three weeks. So we never had to constantly discuss about the next trip or visit, which I think is good, right? I think that's like probably one of the most important ways of keeping a long distance relationship going is like like earlier you said that the person said always know when the next time you're going to see each other is that way you're not like in limbo a hundred percent yeah because how annoying to be like okay so what's the next trip because you would just be always talking about like logistics and feeling like what you're doing is not enough but if there's just this expectation of okay three weeks we see each other and we switch off who flies or drives to see the other person then that's the expectation um they also another person said that they would talk on the phone at the same time every night 9 p.m his time 12 a.m her time which is a little a little a little late but uh but you know it's good just to have that expectation and then number five of course communication you got to like talk everything out if you're you know feeling like it's hard and long distance is getting to you you know, you don't want things to get missed in communication. So just talk out any feelings and, and uh, just get everything clear. Yeah. Right. I think so. It's it's probably one of the hardest things that two people can do. So yeah, expressing that when you're feeling rough about it is, is important. I'm a product of a long distance relationship. My parents had a long distance relationship for a year and a half before getting married. They never lived in the same state before they got married. That's pretty crazy. I feel like they are probably in the minority of people that made that work. Right? That they never lived together and never even lived in the same town before they got married. They just got lucky that they wound up being compatible once and, they actually did live in the same place. And now they're just like so cute. It's gross. They're like, I've, oh my God. I've seen it. Goo goo. You have, are, right? They show like a lot of PDA, right? They're cute. They're, they're like, oh, honey bunches, goo goo gaga, whatever. It's cute. Love you, mom and dad. <laughs> All right. It is time for us to jump into the mailbox. But first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Third Love. Millions of real women's measurements is how Third Love designs its bras with breast size and shape in mind for an impeccable fit and incredible feel. Angela and I both got to try out their bras. I tried out their their like nursing bras. And I got to say, pretty cool. Um, and I have one of their, I mean, a lot of their bras have this, but it's the, the, the no strap folly down one. Oh my God. Cause how <laughs> annoying is right that? Now. Do you want me to, I feel like I want to like flash you my hair. I'll just show you the strap. This is, this is the strap. It, I can vouch it, that it is not falling it down. It is not falling down. Um, I also love third love because they're very into body positivity. I'm not going to call out any competitors, but um, they, Third Love does a much better job of embracing all types of women in their advertising and in their philosophy. And you know what? As a new mom, I see a lot of boobs, 
because I hang out with a lot of new moms and we all have our boobs out all right. the time breastfeeding and boobs come in all different shapes. It's like and sizes. And I knew that before, but now I really know that. Now you really, really intimately know. This is true. So third love, you might not like, you know, a lot of, this is the thing we talk about a lot. A lot of women don't know their bra size, whatever. So go to thirdlove.com. They have their fit finder quiz that you can take. You answer a few simple questions to find out your perfect fit. Over 10 million women actually have taken the quiz to date. It's actually fun and takes less than a minute to complete. I can vouch that it's fun. Angela did this at work where you get to look at all different poop pictures, but I don't know. She didn't get in trouble. Yeah, I wouldn't, I would say it's like a little NSFW, but I pulled it off. So you probably can too. I did it home but you know what yeah to each their own wherever you feel like you need to shop for bras did you know that breast shape does matter when you're finding a good fit that's what i found out when all the boobies popped up on my work computer screen third love helps you identify your breast size and shape and find styles that fit your body third love offers double the number of sizes that most other brands offer so cups are from a through h brand uh bands up to 48 and 50% of women actually fall in between standard cup sizes. So Third Love invented half cup sizing. Brilliant. Genius. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash single now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash single for 15% off today. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Movement Watches. With Valentine's Day coming up, Movement knows exactly what to get that special someone. Perfectly curated Valentine's Day gift boxes that the stylists over at Movement handpicked themselves. Now, Angela and I have both gifted our our booze. Do you, do you like that word, booze? Um, I feel like it makes us sound old probably at this point. Okay, our sig others? Is that better? I don't better? know. What do the kids say? I don't know. We've both gifted our guy, the guys in our life, our partners. We've gifted them movement watches. I got Nick a really cool black watch and for myself because my rule is that if it's a good gift, I need one for myself and one for whoever I'm gifting. I've got myself a rose gold watch and I got him a, a cool black watch. I did the same thing. I got myself a watch. I got Ina a watch. I even got my dad a watch. That wasn't a Valentine's Day gift. That was just me being a good daughter. Um, I recommend it highly though because sometimes men are hard to shop for and they all love watches that they they do right they all everyone in the world needs to know what time it is exactly if at the very least they show up on time to your date they do so movement watches start at just $95 you're looking at 400 to 500 for the same quality at department stores and then with that money that you save you can actually get your partner some other gifts and make it a really special Valentine's Day movement watches have a clean design they're minimal and really quality products movement has sold almost 2 million watches in over 160 countries to date that's a lot of watches Angela it's pretty impressive get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to M mvmt.com slash single. See why movement keeps growing. Check out their expanding collection. Go to mvmt.com slash single and join the movement. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week? Okay. First up, we have an anonymous question. And just uh, for clarity, everybody involved in this story is a girl. The writer that wrote in is a girl. Her ex is a girl. And the friend is a girl just because there's a lot of her pronouns so you can keep track. Thank you. Okay. So this is what she writes. She says, so I broke up with my ex two months ago. And since then, my best friend has been trying to force my ex back into my life. We're all mutual friends. So my best friend, quote, misses us all hanging out together and has trapped me a few times into hanging out with my ex, i.e. telling me she won't be at a happy hour and me coming only to see she is there. 
I don't feel okay, comfortable. Okay, that's shady. I know that's, that is. That sucks. That's not cool. Especially if you say, is blah, blah, blah going to be here? And they say no. And then they're there. I'd be like, fuck you. You lied to me. That's not cool. That's actually like a very bad friend thing to do. <laughs> really bad friend thing to do. Your friend, your and friend, she, your best friend yeah, of all Yeah, she says this is her best friend. Not cool. Not at all. Okay. So, yeah, the girl's there. So she says, I don't feel comfortable around my ex because she was toxic and was even cruel enough to tell me she hopes I die. What? That was after the second time of me trying to break up with her. She fucking bites, you guys. (laughs) Um, Yes, she does. Yeah. Last week at the happy hour, she was very touchy and even tried to hug me as I was leaving. I told her politely that it isn't like that and never will be, but my friend is still trying to force me back to her. This leaves me to believe my ex sees her as a bridge back to me, and I don't know how to tell my friend she's poo-pooing on my feelings for herself. Help. Okay, so number one, you've got to have a talk with your friend and say, look, if you really care about me and you want me to be happy, you have to stop trying to get us back together. Number one, this was not healthy for me mentally. This person is toxic, so please just respect that I don't want to be with this person. Number two, uh, I don't know why you want us back together. I mean, you say you enjoy us all three hanging out, and I, but you know, I don't even you know really like you hanging out with my ex. But if you want to, please just do that on your own time. Maybe you see my ex as like a fun person who you know, because a lot of like those you know those toxic crazy people, they're like fun to be around. You know, they're yeah. like they're like oh life of the party. They're like they make you laugh, but. And that's great and all, and they might be fun to be around, but it's totally different when you're in a relationship with a person like that. And clearly this person's very manipulative, um, you know, getting angry, saying like, I hope you die because you're trying to break up with me. And then the next moment trying to be all PDA, clearly very manipulative. And I'm sure the ex is like butting up to the best friend because I think she's right. They do see her as like a pawn to bring them back together, but say, I've made a decision. I don't want to get back with this person. I know that they're like trying to befriend you and I'm sure they're being really nice to you and, and, uh, and, and are a lot of fun, but, but that's, they're using you and, and just hang out with them on your own time, but stop trying to get me involved because I've made my decision. And if you want my best interest, you will step the fuck back. I totally agree. And I think you're already being really pretty cool by it sounds like you're fine with them hanging out as friends as long as you're not there. So that's already you being very chill. So I think if you say everything that Laura said and are very firm and clear, that is totally appropriate. If she doesn't listen to you and she tricks you again into going somewhere where your friend is, I think you should like leave immediately and then if she breaks your trust by doing that, I would be like I'm not hanging out with you anymore. I'm not making plans with you until you can prove to me that I can trust you. I would say exactly that. All right. Well, problem solved then. Next question. Um, What is next? Okay. So this is from our listener, Emily. This is a great question. The subject was, I miss my ex's dog, which as dog lovers, we both totally get it. I could not even imagine not seeing Sammy Bear if – God forbid in my nightmare of nightmares something happened, even though it'll never happen because still, but still. Yeah. Um, Okay. So this is what Emily writes. She says, I love your show and it got me through the breakup with this ex. So I'm hoping for some direct big sister advice. I was living with my ex and absolutely fell in love with his dog (laughs) that he had gotten with his ex before me. This was the first animal I had ever loved and it broke my heart even more so when my ex decided to break up with me. We moved to different places in the same city and stayed in touch and still had sex for nearly two months. 
When he sent me messages meant for someone else, I decided to cut him off, blocked his number and social media and let myself heal. A few weeks later, he reached out via email that he had something serious to talk about. Turns out he had cheated on me and might have given me herpes. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, this is this guy's great. Um, luckily, she says I got tested and I didn't have them. Cut to yesterday. Another eight months later, my ex got a new number and texted me how sorry he is. Um, and we can read the text in a bit. But she says, I am fine with not responding, but I feel like this could be my chance to see my dog again. Oh, no. I have thought about having a friend pick up the dog to bring to me so I can love on him again. Is this a terrible idea? I cut off my ex for a reason and I don't want to see him, but I desperately want to reconnect with my dog. Is it bad for the dog if I reconnect with him? First of all, okay. I mean, I'm sorry to say it's not your dog. It's it's your ex's dog. And and he got it with another ex. Yes. So it's not even like you guys got the dog together. And in that case, I would be like, okay, it's appropriate for you to be saying it's your dog. And I am a dog lover. Don't get me wrong. But I've seen this way too many times. Well, should we read the text first before? Let's read the text because I feel like he is already clearly a toxic person that – Who's trying to get back in her life now yeah, and cheated you, and like maybe gave her STDs. Definitely really avoid him and not look for – any kind of way to be connected with him again. And like in reading his texts, he just, I don't know, he like sounds like a sleaze and he's clearly trying to like flirt with you and get back in your good graces. And it, it makes me nervous and I don't think you should, but here, we'll read the text. Do you want want to read it or should I? Why why don't you read it? Hey, Emily, I hope you're doing well. I just wanted to say sincerely apologize for hurting you in the way that I did. I'm sorry. I've learned from it and I've still felt bad and responsible for everything. I just hope that you are doing well. I decided not to bother you and follow your wishes of not having anything to do with you, but in a way, I still value you as an amazing person and friend. Get out of here. Everyone always asks how you're doing. I hope that someday you can find peace and forgive me. I'm curious to see if you're still in Houston or if you still have a job. Anyways, if you ever need someone to talk to, please feel free to call this number or my old one. I wish you lots of love, health, happiness, success, and wisdom. And have a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I'll try not to bug you. Oh, and Giorgio says hi, sends lots of licks and misses you. And he uh, uh, and he is still ugly in case you were wondering. I'm guessing Giorgio is like uh, like one of those smushy face dogs. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. I, I picture with like, you know, like hair coming out the eyebrows yeah, that you yeah. love. Um, um, okay, so, this guy's so manipulative. Like, he's very manipulative. And also, he's like, I tried to respect your wishes of not contacting you. By but sending I'm you, contacting you with a new number. Like, get out of here. By sending you a three-paragraph long text. Um, and then, like, love and help. and the, Oh, and, you know, if you ever need someone to, like, talk to, it's like, no, bitch. She's going to talk to a friend or her mom. She's not going to come yeah. to you, your ex-boyfriend that cheated on her for advice about anything and potentially gave her herpes also do not tell this guy whether whether you have a job and where your job is he's gonna come to your job and like be shady man mcshades yeah i have to say like i get it it's heartbreaking you miss the dog giorgio sounds adorable giorgio sounds great (laughs) and ugly at the same time but i don't think it's worth it i think it's gonna wind up complicating your life in a way that is worse than the the, the badness will outweigh the goodness of hanging with Giorgio. I've seen this way too many times. I had a friend who he broke up with his girlfriend and they had a dog together. And so for a while they were doing the whole like doggy share thing, you know, where like he would come see the dog and like, and then eventually it just like 
they just stopped because they realize always what happens. It always happens. I mean, they do that like transition period, you know, yes. where where they do the like back and forth like doggy share thing, and then eventually somebody ends up with the dog. She ended up with the dog and not him. It just uh, gets too hard, especially once both people move on to new partners. Yeah, you don't want to be talking to the dog dad no hopefully your dog lives a long and healthy life of like 14 years and if you break up after two years what are you gonna like go visit this dog of your like ex-boyfriend for another 12 years no freaking way that's crazy by that point you might have like a 10 year old you know like actual child i also can't imagine because this was like never really your dog it was the guy's dog i can't imagine him letting you like have alone time with it and letting a friend pick it up and like no way it's just he would like use it to see you and maybe get back with you and manipulate you and be be like very weird and shady i mean if you really miss this dog i would say go start volunteering at like an animal shelter i promise like i love dogs so much but like you'll feel the love in your heart when you see other dogs that need love maybe go if you can't you know personally take care of one full time on your own maybe do the thing where you volunteer to walk a dog once a week and uh have other dogs in your life because dogs are magical creatures that are just pure love and joy and they are any anybody will feel the happiness and love when they're around a dog so i get why you want to see giorgio but you've got to find that love with other dogs and and maybe consider like adopting one if if that's you know yeah, one day in your lifestyle right now if not just start volunteering that can be like a fun goal for you to work towards yes all right, if any of you listeners want your questions answered or a few funny messages that you want to share, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Please be concise, a paragraph or less. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive into our reason of the week. This week's reason is moving on. Both of our listeners in our listener question segment are moving on in different ways. From a dog, from a person. Yes. It's hard. It can be really heartbreaking and hard, um, especially when you really liked or even loved the person or dog. Yep. But there's a few rules that Angela and I both subscribe to that might be hard to follow in the beginning, but you can just try your best. Yeah. Number one, don't do the friends thing. You know, like, oh, we're going to stay friends. Maybe in the future you can be friends, but I'm, and I'm very friendly with, you know, many of my exes. We don't talk on a regular basis because I think that that's weird. Uh, But... If I go to California, maybe I'll see them. Right. Uh, and but that's after like many years. After many years. And I'm talking like many years. And then we like touched base professionally and like started hanging out. Or we'd go to like a bar and catch up for a drink because we knew there was no more romantic feelings at that point. And, yeah. and we could actually be friends. But you're not going to do that a month later. No way. Know, a couple just, months later. Yeah. It's too complicated. No. Just so for all intents and purposes, just be like, we're not gonna see each other again and then don't even think about the friends thing because it'll just happen naturally like years later when you're not even thinking about it if it's supposed to um the uh, another tip is don't do things or make social media posts with the intention of making the other person jealous or calling them out you should not be doing anything that's motivated by the other person hundred percent because it won't work no it's not gonna work if anything people usually work better with mystery so like i would say if you break up instead of like posting a bunch of pictures of you looking like you're having fun or you're with a hot guy or hot girl or you're like out drinking and you're like oh my god look how fun i am if anything i would try to like ring it in and barely post anything maybe but do actually do those things like have fun yes 
But yes. don't do it with the intention of showing off. No, no, that never works. It's just, it's always so obvious when I see even my yes. friends do it. It just looks desperate. It comes across as desperate. Yeah. And then they do like the caption, like, I'm back or whatever. Like, yeah. Whatever like, thing. Like, don't make it about the other person. I just say, just um, present and in the moment. Who's the person that, that broke up with Pete Davidson? Not Ariana Grande. Oh, Cassie David. Yeah. And she barely posted anything, but then she posted like a cute picture of her, like, in a bathing suit, but like she did like a month, like yes. weeks later, I think, and was like, what's been going on or something right. like that. Right. Well, that was after he got engaged and she like got back from Africa or something and she was like, what did I miss? Yeah. Something like that. And that I was, was like, great. <laughs> that was funny. Like, you know, you can post like a witty, funny caption, but she posted like one, you know? Yes. It was, it was well done. <laughs> it was a well done one. Um, I would say cut off all communication, social media, especially you don't need to be liking each other's posts right away, you know? Yeah. And also with social media, when you see the other person's posts, it's just like you could be like feeling better and moving on. And then you see them post like a picture of them having fun. And you're like, oh, motherfucker. Like I don't ever have fun again. I hate you. So like just spare yourself that pain. Block them. You don't have to look at it. And I get it. You're going to want to look at their stories and stuff. But borrow like a friend's phone and just do it at the beginning. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you'll do it on a less regular basis if you're using a friend's phone. Exactly. Um, so a do, do, like we said, go out and have fun with your friends and stay active and healthy. Move your body. Don't just like sit around. I know coming from me, you're like, what? You don't move, but I promise it'll make you feel better. I mean, overall, I would say you have like three months to kind of indulge, be sad, cry it out, do whatever you want to do. And then after that, kind of try to start moving on. It might be hard, but, um... You know, for me, I hate this advice because I hate saying it, but the truth is whenever I've needed to completely get over somebody, the only way I've been able to do it is by like dating someone else. And and sometimes that meant going out there when I was like not ready and I and the dates made me depressed because I was like, you're not as good as that other person. But then eventually I found someone that was a gazillion times better. So sometimes you just got to get out there. That and time. I think if you can just have some patience the only thing that really makes you get over somebody is just having time pass. Yeah. Or cry it out like my baby's doing in the background. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear him, but he's but he moving is. moving on. Don't worry. He's with his dad. I'm not leaving him <laughs> alone. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, on that note, it is time for our Reason of the Week Breakdown. Breakups suck, but at least they result in one great thing. Sad breakup music, one of my favorite genres. Who doesn't love to sit and cry to some melodramatic tunes? Laura is going to have to guess who sang the following lyrics in a game we call You're Gonna Be Karaoke Girl. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Angela came up with that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What do we got first? Okay. So, first of all, we have At first, when I see you cry, it makes me smile. Yeah, it makes me smile. I'm going to guess the song's called Smile. Good guess. Yes. Do I get... All right. Uh, I need a hint for who it is. Well, this was on one of our uh, sketch show playlists for This Is Why You're Single. Oh, Smile. Lily Allen. Yes. I love you her. You got it. All right. Great. Uh, great job. I feel like you get a point if you can guess the song or the artist. Right. So you're good. You got like double points there. All right. Next. If it's... Oh, sorry. It's not as if New York City burnt down to the ground once you drove away. That sounds like a country singer, maybe. It has a bit of a twang, but it's more of like... Indie. I need a hint. I'm not... I can't... Yeah. The band has your son's name in it. Rilo Kylie. You got it. One of my favorite breakup songs called Breaking Up. 
breaking up. Yeah. I love Rilo Kylie. Okay. So this one you're probably not going to get because it's a super weird song. But in my research for breakup songs, I was like, wow, this is amazing. So the lyric is, I've been flushed from the bathroom of your heart. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know. Uh, so I'm going to have to give myself a... It's Johnny Cash, and the song is called Flushed from the Bathroom of Your Heart. And I recommend anyone going through a breakup or just anyone at all to look it up because it's really bizarre. Good advice. Yeah. Okay, next lyric. The phone rings, and then you look at me. You said it was one of your friends down on 54th Street. Boy, so why did 2 and 3 show up on your caller ID? Oh, this is like a sassy pop song? Yes, it is. Uh, I need a hint, though. Um. It is uh, a big diva of the 90s. The reason it was on my uh, in my head was Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye recently broke up with his boyfriend and he captioned one of his post-breakup photos with some of these lyrics. A 90s diva. Whitney Houston? Oh, yes. Whitney Houston, that, that I know which song you're talking about. It's the one. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's not right, right but, but it's okay. okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. What else? Great one. Great one. Okay. Uh, in the closet, that's my stuff. Yes, if I bought it, please don't touch. I don't. I need a hint. Really? To the left. To the left. To the left. To the left. Beyonce. Yes. Uh, the song is irreplaceable. And finally, last one. One taught me love. One taught me patience. And one taught me pain. Now I'm so amazing. I have no idea. This is like one of the more recent iconic breakup songs. Ariana Grande? Yes. Really? You should have just guessed. Yeah. Ariana Grande. Thank you. Next. Oh, about Pete Davidson. Yes. And all her exes. Oh, fantastic. Um, I'm, I did better than I expected. You did. Well, we hope that was helpful and we hope we cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook on Audible. we got tons of more advice in there. Yes. And if you want to get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors, maybe you're going through a breakup and you want to cheer yourself up, buy yourself a gift. For a full list of our sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. You can follow our personals. I am at Sparadactyl. And I'm at Laura Lane Rad on Instagram and Laura Lane on Twitter. Yes. And please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>